This is Cost Talk with Evan Kostman, and you are listening to Episode 7. This week on the podcast, we have... Tommy. And Jake. From Bab Socks. Very excited to have them on the podcast, so let's get right into it. I know you guys have told this story a bunch of times, but if you don't mind, can you please tell the listeners how you guys came up with the idea? Uh, absolutely. First of all, thanks a lot for having us on. It's a pleasure. Um, Bab Socks started... Um in the greatest place in the world, the beer league dressing room. A bunch of guys celebrating what I uh, like to say was probably a win. Uh, And Babcock had recently signed for the Maple Leafs, so naturally everybody's talking about the Maple Leafs, joking around. And one way or the other, and I don't even know what I meant at the time exactly, because I couldn't have foreseen what was to come, but I joked about Bab socks, you know, Mike Babcock on a pair of socks. And, uh... I was just trying to get a laugh, and Tommy shot a glance over at me like I had accidentally discovered electricity, and uh, that's how it all began. Awesome. So, when did you realize actually onto something? Well... Tommy, you knew right away. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that we were onto something. Obviously, when we started it, it was kind of just a fun little project. I was studying marketing at the time, and uh, just looking for something to do (laughs) and uh, basically how I knew or how we knew that we were off to something um, was when somehow the picture of the Bab Socks made its way to a guy named Hey Barber who's an Instagram influencer with about 250,000 followers at this point and just reading the comments and how quickly it got a little traction on his account, um, really gave us the impression we had discovered lightning. Tommy's being a little modest here, though, because he knew right away. I was a little, like, sort of, not underwhelmed, but I was skeptical. I was like, it's, you know, it's Mike Babcock on socks. And Tom was like, no, it's Mike Babcock on socks. <laughs> like, I could tell, like, when you look back at it and how it all started, he knew before anybody else did that this had the potential to be, like, a really, really fun and enormous sort of movement in Toronto. And I'm glad he knew it. Yeah, he was the guy of the entire team that gave you that glance. He was the one who was yeah, like, yeah, no, and then that's he's the guy. He's the guy who went like, this has to be done. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because we had drawn up the idea. It must have been within days of his hiring. And naturally, Jake and I had kind of let a, a silly, funny, creative idea kind of fall to the wayside. I think it was around September where we kind of looked at each other and said, like, let's give this one a go. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so you actually had a little gap between when you came up oh, with yeah. the idea and tried to pursue because yeah. you thought it was just a silly idea. That there are a million silly ideas that we've come up with over the years, and this just happened to be the silliest. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get into a couple of those. So who did the Babcock & Company drawings? So Jake and I had uh, simultaneously um, had that moment where we had looked for a photo and on our own had picked the same one. Um, yeah, if you Google image Mike Babcock's face, you'll find probably pretty easily the one we picked for the, for our for our cartoon. And there's no picking any other face. It just yeah. personifies Mike or not personifies, <laughs> but it sort of captures Mike just perfectly. Yeah, and from there, so we had the we had the real life image, and. I basically 
reached out to one of my buddies, Russ, and asked him if he knew any graphic designers because I had no idea where to start. And this gentleman down in California had done a book cover for my friend Russ's book. <laughs> my friend Russ, uh, his mom's book. Oh, jokes. So uh, it was the first attempt to reach a graphic designer and he knocked it out of the park. Oh, awesome. So he got on the first try. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Did you have any issues or concerns about clearing using Mike Babcock's face? So, yeah, when we were, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was almost something that prevented us from doing it. Like, is this legal? Is this not legal? And at the time we had no means of contacting, you know, anyone at the Maple Leafs or, or Babcock or anybody. And we were, trying to navigate how to do this and uh we thought you know what let's just give it a go what's the worst that can happen and it exploded and just by mike's good graces he you know said let these boys you know have a good time and keep this going uh can't say enough about about how great coach babcock has been with what we're doing he has been supportive and he's been gracious in the media I don't think a lot of people in his position would would behave the same way, but uh, if this is a different person, we might have been shut down within a week. So, and how much does that mean to you that like he gave the vote of confidence, basically? Well, it, it means everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it actually does mean everything to us. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have nothing. Yeah. What was the most surprising part of the product development process? Uh, the development. So essentially, I took the mock graphic design of a sock and I scoured Alibaba which is a network of the a network of manufacturing and um, in broken English or Google translated English I spoke as uh, <laughs> just try I remember watching Tommy com- try to communicate you know yeah. to these people we, who spoke no English just going, we need socks. We want this picture. How much? <laughs> and he about flooded this out to as many people as possible. Yeah, it was horribly stressful because... Um, 4 a.m. Communi- chats. Oh, yeah, nice. communication. Uh, yeah, one, the time zone difference. Uh, two, the timeline because we were getting close to uh, puck drop. And just in, in pressure moments, communication really broke down. Mm-hmm. So we started with 100 pairs and uh, they created 50 of the wrong design. Oh, so, fine. Yeah. yeah. Those are sort of uh, uh, collector's pieces now, yeah. though. Yeah, no, those are worth more than the... Yeah, uh, they're the yeah. Bosch and 50s. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny because they're collector's items, and I would pay a lot of money for one, even though I'm the owner of the company because I lost all mine, <laughs> and I don't have any more. So if anyone wants to put a pair of the originals up on eBay, I'll make a big bid. Um, and it's funny because Tommy's dad... Had a contact at a local post office uh, slash everything shop who had some contacts to China. And he went and he looked at our socks and went, you know, these are not good enough. Let me sort it out. And we were hesitant. We didn't know who this guy was. We we, we didn't know, you know, if he was legit. Well, I, I knew who he was. Yeah, I mean, we didn't yeah. know who he was pertaining to sock manufacturing. We didn't know anyone in the <laughs> sock manufacturing world. And he just, he brought in a new sock and kind of like the face, it just blew everything away. Yeah. And we were off to the races. And that's uh, also just a little plug here. Um, for the best prices on food supplements, uh, protein <laughs> powder, and vitamins, go to DeArts 300 Coxwell. 
best prices in town. You heard it here first. Yeah. So looking back, is there anything you wish you did differently? I think it all played out the way that it was supposed to to play out. Mm. Um, I mean, you would assume selling one single product would be easy, but Jake and I were new to business. Um, we probably made every possible mistake you could make, but I think that's that's just the, the learning curve. The yeah. learning curve of business. So I, I mean, obviously, there's certain things that we could have done earlier. Yeah, you know, I think there's lots of mistakes we made, but every memory along the way is is perfect the way it is because it's all worked out for the best. Yeah, and a lot of fun. We we so, certainly tried our best, yeah, which is yeah. which, which is all that we could ask of ourselves. So. No, that, that's that's what you have to do. You have to try your best. All right, so let's talk about the current product lines. Who approached you about the Molson Canadian World Cup Bab Socks? So. I had after the launch of Bab Socks, I had dropped out of George Brown. But oh, I had, dropout story. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had maintained a really close relationship with one of my profs, Lori mm. Futterer, and I reached out to her. She knew what I was doing, and I had asked if she had any contacts at Molson Canadian because we thought that this would have been a home run for a promotion for the World Cup. So one thing led to another, and assuming that we were going to have a meeting in a and a round table at the Molson headquarters um, quickly turned into cafeteria chat and Leafs talk <laughs> over a couple beers and uh, one thing led to another and the promotion was was off to a start. One other thing, every every genius on, entrepreneur has got a great dropout story. So Tom, <laughs> Tom's off to a good start. That's sort of, you know, essential. Um, the, yeah, Tom, Tom, Suggested it at one point, saying, wouldn't these be amazing in a beer case, particularly Molson Canadian for the World Cup of Hockey? And sort of like everything else with Babsox, we managed to work hard and have some luck, and it all fell into place. No, it was a home run. I absolutely love the promotion. Everyone in my uh, house at university, we all bought the cases with the socks oh, to wear nice. to the uh, Russia-North America game. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so um, what was it like dealing with such a massive company like Molson? Was there anything unexpected within those dealings? Uh, I think we had celebrated nailing or landing the promotion a hundred times before we realized that it wasn't actually done deal. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, I mean, Molson were great with us, especially mm-hmm. considering we're such a young and new company and there's probably a bit of risk on their end because they didn't have a lot of information about our reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, just you, like Tom said, we we had about four wild nights out celebrating the, Molson, the completion of the Molson deal, but there's <laughs> so many hurdles to pass before you really know it's done and dusted. And by the end of it, I didn't think the deal was on until the socks were in the kind were, were here and in, on the shelves and in the beer store. So it was it was great though. I would love to work again. I really like the initiative you took partnering with CAMH to raise money for them and spread awareness of the cause. Uh, talk about your relationship with CAMH and how you chose to raise money for it. So since the from the very beginning, we knew uh, we wanted a charity aspect to be pretty significant for this company, but we didn't know who we were gonna work with, and the first four months that we existed, we were so all over the place. We didn't have our feet on the ground, nothing was set in stone, we were really disorganized, and it didn't seem fair to strike up a partnership when we couldn't even get our own, you know, sort of books and balance. Um, As things progressed, we were looking around and looking around, and mental health had become such a 
greater issue in hockey over the years and you know personal reasons as well and coincidentally Mike Babcock has also been a spokesperson for Cam H because everybody knows he does a lot of work um, in the mental health world and when we met with the people we, we did a fundraiser for them on Bell Let's Talk in January 2016 um, where we did 100% of the proceeds and that was before any official partnership and when we met with them afterwards, they were so positive, so fantastic, that you could just tell that these were good people doing really good work, and it was a pretty easy decision to strike a full-time partnership. No, it definitely is. Um, and if anyone wants to find those socks, they're on babsocks.ca. They're for a great cause. So last year in January, you were interviewed by James Myrtle for the Globe and Mail. I wanted to follow up on a couple of things I noticed in the article. First, you mentioned you were considering a, a couple different product lines. Is there any progress on things like Shanahan's and Matt's hats that you're willing to talk about? Willing to talk about at a limit. Um, I'll be <laughs> careful. Uh, no, so we have, we, have some, we have lots of different ideas uh, for expanding the product line. Nothing has come to fruition for different reasons yet. Um, we're navigating how launching a second product is going to be a big deal for us because of the success of the first. And we want to make sure what we do after this. Um, is at least almost as popular as the Bab Socks. It might be hard to replicate this phenomenon, but uh, we definitely have other products that we're thinking about and we want to get out there. We just want to make sure it's the right one because we don't want to release any, something just for, no, just for no reason. But uh, some of the things you might have heard in that article, that was just us sort of riffing and joking around with, with, with Myrtle hmm. for fun because he's just a fun guy to talk to. So second, uh, Tommy, you mentioned it'd be a dream to do this full time. Here we are interviewing you in your Mount Pleasant uh, storefront. How crazy that you're able to do this full time. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, considering that we have a shop now is hilarious to me. Um, and basically how it came to be uh, was my buddy Nate had gone to university with Cam, who happens to be the manager at the theater. Now this particular location uh, or retail location had been vacant for about f well, five years. Something like that. It, five it was years, a yeah. dusty piece of... <laughs> yeah, it was barren. Yeah, it was barren. And uh, I had worked in construction for my working career, so got together with a couple buddies and built the shop, and now we have an office in the back. Um, so yeah, now it's a full-time gig, and couldn't imagine doing anything else to be completely honest beyond babs who's the like craziest person you've seen wearing the socks uh willie neeland it was spotted in a photo uh, a couple of weeks ago at victor love's bachelor party and that was extra special to me that photo because pasternak was david pasternak was in it and i had him in my fantasy league and he was just a monster for me <laughs> no uh, yeah you know what there's lots of different lots of really funky cool people out there who have who've worn the socks We've also sent them to like about every corner of the earth. Uh, so I'd like to see Lou in a pair. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Lou in a pair. That's, I'll leave it at that. As long as you uh, cut your hair and shave the beard, you know, yeah, that he know, might consider it, right? Yeah. All right, so this is a question from James Myrtle. When are you shipping the Myrtle neck sweaters? <laughs> Good question, James. Um... <laughs> First, we're doing our the market research isn't going very well on the Myrtle neck sweaters. We're not getting a great reaction from the public. We said, what about any other style Myrtle products? People are saying no. We don't want that. No, no. Um, that was a long running joke between us and him, and uh, we're just making sure we nail the design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because 
Yeah. Yeah, world-class rider deserves a world-class turtleneck. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Let's take a quick break from the interview with Tommy and Jake to remind you to please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I cannot underrate how critical it is you do this as it really helps build momentum of future episodes as the podcast is starting to take off. And now, back to the interview. So, I couldn't have the Bab Sox guys on without talking a little bit about the Leafs. Um, how long have you two been Leafs fans? Uh, we're, we're Toronto boys, so it started very early. I have Irish parents, so I don't have the... Uh, I wasn't taught the history lessons of the, of the hockey club, but uh, I think I started playing hockey when I was five or six. Couldn't skate, <laughs> but I learned how. Yeah, lifelong. Uh... It's just, you know, my dad was a Leafs fan. His dad was not a Leafs fan, so that doesn't keep going on. But uh, just, you know, it just happens. You're watching, when you start watching Hockey Night in Canada when you're a kid, playing road hockey, being on the Leafs when you're young, being Gilmore, being Clark. Like, uh, I, well, I was like, when I was being players, I was, it was Gilmore and Clark. Sundin was my favorite player, but I was more like 12 years old then. So are you guys all in on the current Shanna plan? And where do you see the team going from here? Uh, I, I, I can't believe how good the Leafs are. Just, it, it, it is mind-blowing. Considering, like, if we're completely honest, in about 2015, not only were they just about the worst team in the NHL, they had what seemed like the worst collection of, you know, futures and assets, and now mm-hmm. I think you can honestly say, and a lot of people always say Leafs fans overvalue what they have, but I think you can honestly say that they might be best set up for the future in the entire league. And that's never been the case since I've been alive. So, uh, yeah, all in on the Shanna plan. And what's your current take on the off-season moves by the Leafs? I love bringing in Marlowe. I think the fact that it's a a front-ended contract Mm -hmm. means that there's zero risk. There's young kids in the dressing room that could do with some leadership and just having a vet around the room that's been there and done everything um, can only help. Yeah, I, I like that it shows that they, they think and want to win the Stanley Cup in the next couple of years, and I think that's the right way to do it. So I think there's risks, you know, when you do these sorts of things. And I mean, it's so short, it's not that big of a risk, but I just think it's good that they believe in this group enough to go and make an acquisition like that that says we're going to go for it all because mm-hmm. they should. Oh, absolutely. I want to see a, a championship in my lifetime. I assume you guys do the same. And this is probably our best shot, especially in the entry-level contracts of Matthews and those guys. You've got to take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's exciting time to mm. be a Maple Leaf fan. It's going to be... Last season was crazy. I think this season can only get even crazier as some of the kids take an, an extra step, which is crazy that they're going to be better than they were last year. But uh, it'll be really cool. Yeah, you, you don't think it can get better than the rookie years, but it somehow always does. All right, so to end every podcast, uh, to build a little bit of continuity between episodes, I have my guest ask the next guest a question. So your question from last week was from me, which is, did you always see yourself doing the job you have now, which I'm guessing not? <laughs> and if not, what was the job you always thought you were going to do? Uh, I, You know, when I was in grade two, um, we were having a career day, and I put my hand up, and I said, Miss Sullivan, when I grow up, I'm going to be a sock salesman. And she went, Jim Bednick. <laughs> That is a fantasy, and you will never, never, never sell socks. I ran home, I cried all night, and I picked myself up the next day and said, I'm going to do what it takes. <laughs> um, what was the job I thought I was going to do? Um, I'm not sure. 
I, I, I never had much focus. <laughs> um, and Tommy? Um, I wanted to be a professional athlete. So, um, growing up in Toronto, played a lot of hockey, but then the family up and moved to Ireland. So, kind of shifted focus on sport, and I actually ended up playing a lot of soccer. And uh, I went down to the States for university, and I was academically ineligible my senior year, (laughs) which uh, was an absolutely devastating blow. Um, But I knew that I had to come home after that, and... It's being just involved been, in sports in a different way. Yeah, right? being involved in sport in some capacity was always on the was always the plan, and I couldn't be happier with where we are now. So it all worked out in the end. No, that's awesome. So, do you guys have a question for the next guest? Um, it can be silly. It can be serious. It's it be... not going to be serious. Very likely going to be silly. Tom, do you have any good questions? Who's your Ninja Turtle? I don't know. That's fair. That's a great question. All right. Can we leave it at that? Thank you guys for being on the podcast. It was great having you on. And I'll talk to you listeners next week. Thanks, man. All right. To end the episode, I have a little treat. Babsox has been kind enough to give me a home and away pack to pass along to you, the listeners, as a giveaway. That's right. One pair of the original blue home Babsox and one pair of the white Babsox. To enter the giveaway, there are three easy steps. First, go to the Cost Talk Facebook page and give us a like. Second, go to the pinned post on the Cost Talk Facebook page and give a like to that post. The third step is write in Cost Talk Bab Socks Giveaway. That's it. You're submitted. If you wanted to double your submissions, if you could be so kind as to share the post, it would help spread awareness to the podcast and the giveaway, but also it would double your submissions, doubling your chances at winning the two pairs of Bab Socks. The cutoff for submissions is Saturday, July 29th at 9pm, and the winner will be announced on the next podcast on Monday, July 31st, and on the Facebook page Tuesday, August 1st. As I said in last week's podcast, I am making some moves to make this podcast bigger and better than it already is, and this is only the first step of what's to come. Before I close out, a big thanks again to Babsox for being on the podcast. They were hilarious, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Also for the socks for the giveaway. Other than that, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week with the winner and a new episode. Bye, everybody.